0: in the fourth dimension or fourth level of density we have the ability to start creating miracles and i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to you about how we do that for real for real
1: you have so much to teach people i'm just thinking because we've okay so i forgot to tell people at the beginning we've got people jumping online because we're going to do you're going to teach this you know we're going to make some miracles happen and we're uh, going to do it but there's so much to talk about so that's third dimension what's what's fourth dimensional reality how does it look to live fourth dimensionally fourth density in this okay how does that look
0: okay i'm going to go backwards for a minute Mm -hmm. uh, because i want to talk about levels of consciousness okay so you got to accentuate the positive
1: Welcome to ATP Radio. I'm your host, Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, showing you how to accentuate the positive, the way to a better life. Your
0: radio station is an example of the future existing right now.
1: Hello, and welcome to another hour accentuating the positive. I'm your host, Karen Swain. I'm a teacher of deliberate creation, a channel, and a medium, channeling wisdom from my guides and broader perspective whom I've called Blissful Beings. Here on Accentuate the Positive, you'll hear conversations with open hearts and inspired minds. It's my intent to put more love out through our media. It's so important to have a media diet that uplifts you, empowers you, and reminds you of who you really are, instead of a lot of the media that we get that puts you in fear. So this is why I present the show. I've got some wonderful guests lined up for you. Hello and welcome to another Another show, Accentuating the Positive, with Karen Swain. So great to have you with us again. I have an exciting guest to introduce you to today. I'm so excited about Bill coming online. His name is Bill McKenna. He's best known for teaching a method to perform miracles instant, nearly miracle instant healings. Do we call them healings or manifestations? He's also the author of The Only Lesson, which is the detailed and intense spiritual awakening, his story about that, which we'll go into a bit on the show. You were a helicopter pilot, or you are an adventurer, a marathon runner, survived a near-death experience from a skydiving accident, which I'd like to talk about. And you've spoken at the International Association for Near-Death Studies so much bill welcome to the show so great to have you with us
0: thanks for having me on i really appreciate it i
1: have to tell you a little bit about bill we connected on skype as i do with all my people that come on the show just to connect and see them and you know usually i just suss them out who they are what that and bill's like well, who are you? (laughs) And tell me your story. And I'm like, wow, this rarely happens. When you invite people to come on your show, people are like, oh yes, it's all about what I've got to offer and who I am and my healing technique, my story. And rarely does anyone ever ask me about me. (laughs) And I tell you what, Bill, I knew you were special right from the get-go when you said that. You said something really funny. You said, well, I know about me. I I don't need to know about me, but I don't know about you. Tell me about you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so thank you for that that's showing and you that you're, are very interested. <laughs> that well that just shows you're truly a person in service you know because we're all in service but sometimes our little ego gets in the way and we make it all about us and what we've got to offer and I really feel that we're all in this game together and so we need to share each other's stories so it's beautiful to have another person online who likes sharing stories but I want to share your story to start with tell me about this adventurous life and how it led to your spiritual awakening what led you to be so adventurous
0: oh you know that was just I think that was just innate when I grew up I had uh, I guess um, just a I don't know what I would call it but uh, in uh, enjoying the um, kind of adventures in life I mm-hmm. I uh, enjoyed running and uh, the accomplishment of it I did the a uh, bunch of marathons and then I did the uh, Western States 100 at the time you know it's is it a 100 mile run in the Sierra Nevada's here the mountains got my black belt and studied martial arts for probably 35 years I studied all kinds of different styles and ended up learning to fly airplanes and helicopters bought a few helicopters and and had a lot of fun adventures all over here in Mexico
1: so tell me are you still doing all that or is this new adventure into our abilities and manifestation as exciting as jumping out of planes and flying at helicopters? Are you, or are you still doing that as well? I, I still enjoy
0: those other things, although now I have a daughter, so I don't really have the uh, time or kind of doing those other, you know, physical things as much as I used to. Yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that uh, I ended up, well, I bought a yacht, you know, back in mid-2000s, and I was northbound from mexico to back to the united states and i ended up wrecking the yacht in the of, uh, of mexico right where where everything changed it was just simply the forcing me to to stop which i had to stop here in san diego california for about nine months and that's when the real adventure began which was um, i ended up calling up an old girlfriend of mine who i loved her i wanted to marry her but you know we couldn't get along and so I really wanted to make an effort I was stuck here in San Diego for nine months you know while the while the app yeah, was getting repaired I wanted to make it work so what I did is one of the things I noticed about her uh you know what am I thinking and it's an orange no, it's a lemon And I was like ah lemon you know I don't even like lemons you know you know don't don't put lemon on my chicken nothing you know so I I ended up figuring out she was extremely intuitive you know psychic so this was something that was happening on a minute by minute basis all day long uh, with the odds of whatever she is coming up with being trillions to one so in a nutshell what i did was i got like 15 different books i i started reading all about intuition and psychic development so that i could maybe better understand her And in the process of of reading all these books, you know, they all said the same thing, which was, they said, well, anybody can do it. Everybody has the ability, but there are certain things that keep you from it. And one of those things that keeps you from it, it was forgiveness, right? Or another way to put it, it resentments, because resentments are very dense. You know, they have a dense frequency. When you resent somebody, you really feel it in your body, and, and love or joy, bliss, kind of being on the opposite scale is the absence of that, right? And so kind of narrowing the gap, right? These in, intuitive things are, can be more easily accessed higher up the scale, closer to love. Anyway, I started forgiving because I thought, well, if, if I can have what she had, I could do the stock market. <laughs> I could do all kinds of things, you know, it'd be, it'd be really great very selfish right completely freaking selfish
1: but that's the human condition it's the human condition
0: so there i was you know I, i was like okay well i didn't really want to you know i had heard hey you know you gotta forgive you know and all this stuff you know i was catholic and you know but i never did so anyway now i had a real reason to in earnest and so i did and I did it in earnest, even though I had to go through the process of figuring that out. I forgave everyone. You know, my father was the first one. He was an alcoholic. You know, he was a traditional Irish Catholic father. Alcohol abuse and, you know, those sorts of things.
1: Well, I don't think the traditional Irish Catholics would like that, <laughs> would like that version. Is it but they will laugh you like his <to> drink
0: <laughs> yes
1: and so forgiving him yeah
0: yes i i forgave him and also you know one of the things they talked about was focusing at the top of your head for your intuition
1: you had to forgive your dad because you wanted to develop your psychic ability so and you read in a book that forgiveness helps you i love that <laughs>
0: It does you know and I, but i but I didn't know how much, but I did it I did it and uh and it worked, it worked, but at the same time, I had the experience of my what they call my crown opening. I had no idea w- what a chakra was, I had no idea, so the experience of having this chakra opened which is what all the gurus and everybody meditating is trying to do having it instantaneous going from a very kind of low frequency right Um, by low frequency i mean you know anger fear desire you know craving you know those that type of realm to the realm of love joy and, and forgiveness the these sorts of things. It was a drastic jump and it
1: drastic...
0: uh it was what overwhelming. Did it,
1: what did it feel like for you when you had that experience of your crown chakra opening? So this is when you forgave so, in earnest. Yes. Mm.
0: I literally, and I mean not figuratively,
1: mm-hmm.
0: literally felt drunk. And I felt <laughs> drunk. I felt it was as if I had maybe six, eight beers. But I was still could talk. and Sometimes it got so bad that it felt like morphine. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's had that. It felt like there was a band around my head. And, and all of this was like, have you ever had a fly land on your hair? And you feel them wiggling around, you know, on your hair. Mm-hmm. The entire head felt like there was, you know, a thousand mm-hmm. flies wiggling around on your head. Yeah. And a feeling also of... I was crying all the time. It wasn't out of like sadness. It was just kind of things joyful, right? And things I would see beauty, and I would see things I had never noticed before. Yeah. And the synchronicities and intuition. There was the other physical aspect was the feeling of like a hole on the top of your head, like a vortex or like a opening. And then all of this was just buzzing. And
1: yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So that's, that's, that was what it was like for me that yeah. that happened and that went on. It's still going on today, yeah. but now it's been 10 years. It's right about, right about 10 years now, but you can imagine being drunk seven twenty four. it just went away after meaning I'm used to it you know, it's just the the new normal, if you will. Um, So it eventually just became that, the new normal.
1: The power of forgiveness. I remember I was, you know, listening to a lot of Esther Hicks uh, in my 30s. And like you, I was wanting to expand my intuitive and healing abilities, because I was discovering a lot of energy healing workshops. And my ex-husband wasn't paying maintenance, and I was really angry because he should, because this is his daughter, right, and he has a responsibility and he should be responsible. It's not up to me to do all the blah, 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 blah. You you know that story? Yes, yes. And uh, I remember reading that I am the vortex through which my abundance comes and I've got to let him off the hook. And so I did. He came over one day and I just let him off the hook and I said, you know what, go off and contemplate your navel, do whatever you want to do with your life you're off the hook you don't need to support us you don't need to pay maintenance i'm 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 going to give up trying that's a form of forgiveness just letting someone off the hook yes and like yeah. you when he left i had this visceral feeling of being light like i was drunk and floating on air oh such an amazing feeling but that power yeah. of forgiveness that was just one of the many because it's i think that when we go through our journeys it's not doesn't happen once you just have to keep doing it for all those grievances and all those things you're upset about you have to let them go let them go let them go
0: yes well I like most people didn't realize the benefits right Yeah. before for you know 40 years 40 plus years of my life there was no benefit the benefit was in In holding on to the resentment, it was like, oh, I'm going to get to control. I get to be right. I get to, you know, hold people accountable, all those different things. That was my, well, where my head was at because I saw no benefit in forgiving. And I I think that kind of uh, segue into what I realized, or one of the things that I realized was that we will change our mind When we see something better, when we have a realization that, you know what, it's better for me. It's quite simple, right? If there's something better in it for you, and the problem is, is that it's a leap of faith, right? I hear that forgiveness is good, but why would I ever, you know? Well, okay, you know, if you do, maybe you're going to become more intuitive, and maybe you'll be able to manifest at a faster pace or all kinds of different things. Yeah. These are actual real repercussions, which I never would have believed in a million years. You know, I wasn't at all intuitive before.
1: And so when you sort of let go of the resentments and you start to expand, did you match your girlfriend's intuitive abilities? Did you sort of come to her level? Did you start to understand what it's like yeah. to be
0: yeah, I did. I did. Um, one of the aspects of it, she was constantly in pain. Right. Uh, and I, I was like, my gosh, I need to put this girl on a morphine drip, you know, because she's hurting constantly. It's her stomach. It's her eye. It's this. It's that. This hurts. That hurts. It's all day long. And yeah. I didn't understand it. And after I started learning about this stuff, I became under to understand that it wasn't her pain. She was picking up everybody else's pain. If they had a bad feeling or a bad thought or, you know, something, um, they were even angry at somebody else, Mm -hmm. it would physically hurt her. Mm -hmm. And she didn't even realize it. But after getting some training and understanding, I was able to teach her how to separate, right, how to create a separation in between you and the other person. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that and I'll share this with your audience because um, you know I like to give them anything I have, you know that might be a benefit. There's probably people on on the phone that are, I mean, I'm watching the interview that are are very intuitive and they find they're in a lot of pain. One of the things that they can do is notice differences. For example, if you were were in pain, let's say your knee hurts, and then my knee starts to hurt all i have to do is notice okay i'm bald she's got beautiful blonde hair she's wearing glasses i'm not wearing glasses okay she's that's a that's a woman i'm a man okay i'm wearing a blue shirt she's wearing a sweater or or something there <laughs> so so if i notice five differences mm-hmm. what'll happen is boom the pain goes away because i in noticing differences i create separation right okay. And the closer I get to uh, becoming one with you, the you know, for a lot of us will uh, will experience uh, their pain. So, Mm -hmm. Um, it's a, it's a, just an easy trick and your pain will go very quickly. Sometimes you won't even realize who is it that's in this pain. But if you ask around what's going on with people in the, you know, that you're, you're physically, physically around, it may be that they're angry, you know, if you have somebody in the room that's angry and then you start to get in pain, just start noticing the differences in between you and the pain will be like gone that fast.
1: You know, that's, that's brilliant. I'm just thinking about years ago I heard this guru talking about how when we identify something we actually separate from it because the truth is that we're all one. But mm-hmm. when, we are, when we identify something, when I say you're Bill, you're a man, you're a, I'm a car and I'm a woman, you know, when we put labels on something, we create separation. Yes. And that's exactly what that you're saying. So, yes. Yes. Yeah, wow. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've never heard it spoken yes. like that. Mm-hmm
0: so basically you know i ended up experiencing the exact same thing you know i would be i would be at work or wherever and and there'd be a a problem going on and i was in another office but you know i don't even know i'm on the headset you know and i and get in extreme pain you know my call my calls over and you know i come out and i find out oh there's a big problem you know and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh it hurts so bad. <laughs> so so anyway, I've got to got to experience not only the in, intuitive aspects, but also what it's like to be an empath as well yeah not only that, but how to control it, and how to help other people to control your gift versus your gift controlling you.
1: yeah so, if that makes sense. Look, absolutely. I have this conversation a lot on the show because I went through that as well as and I'm watching my daughter go through it too as an incredibly empathic, intuitive young woman suffering. She's going through suffering, but here's the thing: when you are loving or empathic, you feel like your sympathy helps people. If I cry with you, that will help you. But it actually it brings your vibration to a match of the level of the person that you're trying to help. And actually you can't help anyone in that sad place. Like if you're sad, I'll get sad with you. So when you bring your vibration down to their level, you're just picking up all their sadness and their pain and you're actually no use to them. So keeping your it's, – it's it's, we're going to talk more about this because this is what your healing is based on, that detachment having a detachment, uh, an emotional detachment, like not caring about an outcome, being detached, loving but detached is actually how to be an empathic person and not suffer.
0: So quite simply, it is in the purity uh, we'll be able to help that other person. Yeah. As you well put, a two down does not mean they're, they're you're, you're helping bring them up. You're, you're both down. If you stay up, you can bring the other person up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, once I had gone through this experience of awakening and I had a lot of realizations and I had a lot of help, I, I had help from not only uh, hundreds of books that I read, but also I had the good fortune of running into a lot of different masters that are still here on this earth that helped me a lot you know they they taught me different things things I thought would be impossible became kind of my new reality so one of those things is I ended up being able to piece together a puzzle one master had taught me about dimensions the third dimension fourth and fifth dimension and the characteristics of it and you know I learned about our ego from a different one and time and its relative nature to dimensions so I I just kind of wanted to give the audience the information that I have in order that they could perform you know I know it sounds it's going to sound just totally ridiculous but by the end of the program you'll be able to perform your first miracle so if it's okay can I can I go into that
1: yeah I'd like to talk about dimensions and, and 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 how you see them but yeah go into the it's not really a healing technique cuz when i saw you on Gaim tv you're speaking about it like i teach deliberate creation it's more a manifestation technique it's about yes. it's about using your power the power of your mind and focus and attention and the powers that we have rather than trying to heal something anyway but please go on Good.
0: Wonderful. Okay. In just a little bit, you said right there, there's so much. I, I, I can't wait to share. So the third dimension, right, is, um, and, and you could look at this maybe as dimension, or you can look at it as density. So this third level of density, and this is what the overwhelming majority of the world is in right now. It's characterized by, first and foremost, conditional love. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that you'll notice in this dimension. Uh, I always like to use the romantic love is something that uh, worldwide that everybody is after, right? We all we all want romantic love. And uh, romantic love by its very nature is conditional, right? Uh, we're fine as long as I don't get home and you've got three other guys in the bed with you. Yeah, now yeah. we've got a problem. Now yeah, wait. Yeah. Well, now my love shuts down, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to go find a new romantic love, right? The nature of romantic love being conditional and therefore manipulative. Romantic love can, can become unconditional, fairly uncommon, but it can happen, which it's just, it transforms into something else. The nature of the third dimension being laws, rules, regulations. It's the home of institutions of all kinds, religious institutions, government institutions, judicial systems, school systems, they all have laws, rules, regulations, and not good enough yet. Right and wrong, very clear delineations, judgment. uh, You're seeing the world in judgment, right? People in this dimension feel as if things are happening to me or by me through a force of will right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, the other, uh, aspect of this dimension is we have time and time is linear time. And by linear time, I mean, there's a clock on the wall, tick tock, tick tock. And we all, uh, we all agree to this. So these things are actually true in this dimension. Uh, we have little to no ability. When I say little, I mean, never, I don't want to say absolutes, but little ability to create a miracle in the third dimension in the third dimension we're looking outside of ourselves we're we're praying oh please 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 somebody up there help me help me you know get better or whatever it might be
1: yes Mm -hmm.
0: makes am i making sense
1: well yeah you know i'm going through this right now i've had two sick girls at home one's my niece one's my daughter and my niece is quite sick and her mom was over here yesterday And it's like, go to the doctor, go to the doctor. I'm going to take you to the doctor. I'm going to take you to the specialist. And I'm just thinking about interviewing you this morning and running down the stairs and thinking that power to help ourselves is completely outside of ourselves when we get sick. It's like, that's how we think. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're talking about, third dimension. There is no power within me to actually help myself. I need to go to a doctor. Like, I need to go to someone. And that, and that, that. that feeling of helplessness to actually affect change in your own body is, is a very third dimensional construct.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, our, our ego plays really closely into all this. Our ego in the third is, is really active in the third dimension. So my ego presents itself in three ways, wanting, Mm-hmm. I want to get better, thwarted wanting, I don't, I feel like horrible. Yeah, I feel thwarted like crap. Indifference. Mm-hmm. And this, this goes. Oh, what, sorry,
1: what was the third one? Indifference. Indifference. Okay.
0: So this is my ego. And and I like to use that. I came up with a new example that I like to use because it, it illustrates we all jump in between all three of these on a daily basis, minute by minute just a simple trip to the grocery store you go to the grocery store because you want something mm-hmm. right that's a first first place of our ego now you get to the grocery store let's say you came for detergent and there's there's no detergent mm-hmm. okay now you're upset i didn't get what i want it's thwarted wanting now by the way there's all these people in the store now they're passing by you and you're completely indifferent. You don't even notice. You couldn't even describe what they're wearing other than that hot person that just walked by and you go, Oh, oh look, at, look at that. Look at that. Oh, don't turn your head. Just look at your side drive. You go, Oh, look at that. One thing. No, no, you now. Now you want. You're like they're they're, they're coming. They're coming by you on the textile, and you and you go. Gosh, I sure would like them to smile at me. And so, oh, well, they didn't smile. Maybe they looked. You know, didn't do what you want. Now you now you didn't get what you want. And you got a feeling about that. I'm unworthy. You know, thwarted wanting. Right. Uh-huh. So, uh, so all through the grocery store. This is a simple trip to the grocery store. You jump it in, in between thwarted wanting and wanting and indifference the whole way and every interaction with everybody contains these three things my that's my ego
1: uh-huh.
0: the interesting thing is there is in the next dimension right uh-huh. uh this this is where we have the ability two in the fourth dimension or fourth level of density we have the ability to start creating miracles and i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to you about how we do that for real for real
1: you have so much you have so much to teach people i'm just thinking because we've okay so i forgot to tell people at the beginning we've got people jumping online in about half an hour because we're going to do you're going to teach this you know we're going to make some miracles happen and we're going to do it oh there's so much to talk about so that's third dimension what's What's fourth-dimensional reality? How does it look to live fourth-dimensionally, fourth-density in this world? How does that look?
0: Okay. I'm going to go backwards for a minute Mm -hmm. uh, because I want to talk about levels of consciousness. Okay. So Dr. David Hawkins did some wonderful work uh, in this. So I I also got new understandings from Dr. David Hawkins. He has this map of the levels of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Now... I like, you know, I was always confused. What the heck is consciousness? I didn't, what? In a way, to a different way to express this, is consciousness can be looked at as the understanding that I've come to thus far in my life. So for me, for example, prior to all of this awakening, my level of consciousness was somewhere around fear anger and desire or craving right and the the thing about this map of the level of consciousness there's all kinds of levels it starts off at shame humiliation grief guilt anger you know and then uh, i think fear and uh fears first anger Desire, which is craving. And, and, and it goes up from there to uh, forgiveness and love and unconditional love, joy, bliss, enlightenment. So I'm really cursory because we only have so much time. Uh, everybody can Google it. You can see these uh, if you hit the image, images. But my point is in every level, for example, let's take fear. When my understanding is that there's so many things to be afraid of out there then I'll be constantly looking for those things to be afraid of and it validates me. And anybody who's not afraid is like, oh man, you're just stupid. You, have you watched the news? You know, swine flu, nuclear, North Korea, something, There's something's going to get you, you know. So, let's say anger. When I was at the level of anger, I'd look uh, and find and see antagonists everywhere, right? This Appeared real, right? I saw threats everywhere. Mm-hmm. In every level, there are benefits to it, and it, it appears as very real. So, just as much as that, you know, res- the resentments level, right? For me, was real and and had benefits to it. Uh, so does the level of forgiveness. Every level is real, and it has its own benefits. It's just we didn't understand what the level is and what the benefits are of getting there. Mm-hmm. Now, when we get up into the realm of unconditional love, joy, bliss, and it's just about that level, what happens is the miraculous becomes commonplace. So you asked, what's it like to be in the fourth dimension? In the fourth dimension, um, well, first I'll back down. What does it feel like in the third What it feels like is uh, shame, guilt, humiliation, anger, resentment, the feeling of everything happening through force,
1: Uh, right? Yeah, I'm just getting this song, Constant Craving, you know, Katie Lang, Constant Craving. That's what it feels like in the third dimension, Constant Craving. (laughs) Yes,
0: (laughs) that is wanting, right? That's what you
1: Wanting, yeah, Mm mm-hmm.
0: Right. So in the fourth dimension, uh, what you do is you, uh, the very first thing is you go from conditional love to unconditional love. You end up having choices and options, right? Your optimism, uh, gratitude, joy, having choices versus reactions in the third dimension everything is reaction right i just my focus in the third dimension is i'm thinking about the future or i'm thinking about the past and what what is happening right now is happening to me because of habit i'm reacting out of habit or just having reactions to whatever's going on right now In the fourth dimension, time becomes malleable, Mm -hmm. and my focus is on now. Mm -hmm. So, paradox, right? The the release of having firm rules, no longer making people wrong, looking without judgment. You're observing what's going on without Mm -hmm. being judgmental about it. That does not mean that you don't have discernment. You know, say discern, you need discernment to mm-hmm. know how far is that car ahead of you so you don't ram into them, right? Mm-hmm. You can still discern, but you're not making others wrong and you right, right? So,
1: you know, this judgment versus discernment or observation is a thing that a lot of people grapple with. We were having this conversation at dinner last night. My girls were saying, I'm very critical. And I'm saying, there's a difference between criticizing and being. And observing something when you're empathic and you say to some, that you, you observe that somebody's very you observe something about how someone is like I'm at a judgment or an observation about someone but then she took that as a criticism you know they're a very angry person you could say is that a criticism yeah. or is that an obs- or are you observing or are you being discerning based on what you're feeling do you know what I mean
0: one of the things that happened along the path one master had helped me with
1: mm-hmm.
0: was it's not what people say to me, it's what I say to myself after that gives it its meaning. So uh, you have, um, here in the United States, we, we call it flipping people off. Well, it's, you know, we have, so I know this, this is worldwide, but the example is... When someone here in the United States, let's say, had flipped me off, and there had been times when I would react to it very hostily, right? But there's other times when they had the exact same intention, which was up yours, you know, and I laughed about it. Because it's not what they, their intention was the same. They both meant it. But what I was saying to myself after is what gave it its
1: meaning. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. So the person who takes offense is actually the person that has the power to change it. And it happens in a nanosecond.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: we always, we think it's the other person and what they said, but mm-hmm. it's actually what I said to myself. I could turn around and, and say, uh, oh, gosh, you know, let's say you said I was very angry and that stuff. I could, I could say to myself, you know, yeah, that's, oh, you know, how could she, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or I could just say to myself, well, she hasn't taken the time to get to know me yet. You know, maybe we should take some time and get to know each other better or something like that, whatever it might be.
1: Or you could say, yeah, you're right, I do get angry a lot. I really need to work on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you can help me with that.
1: Maybe you can help me with that, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, can you help
0: me with this? So that was uh, where that that kind of went for me in that lesson of that uh as soon as i understood that that made that put the onus back on me yeah. and i was also able to heal a lot of things and one of the ways that i was able to heal it is is in that the understanding everything is connected and it's all one big circle meaning I put it out there, and somebody else brings it back to me. And I know when somebody else is bringing it back to me, if I'm having a reaction, not not a choice, but a reaction, a bad feeling. I write the letter, and I send it to Joe Blow. Sally Sue returns it to me years later. I have tons of examples of this in my life, and it's it's a methodology for very high-speed growth, and that is whatever the issue is that you're faced with that the person that really made you mad recently, Mm -hmm. you stop and you uh, notice everyone else that had ever done something like that to you, meaning you felt the same way about maybe they betrayed you. Maybe they lied to you. Maybe they stole something. Who knows what it is, but whatever it is for you, there's more than one person who's done it to you. Now, once you notice that all these people have done it to you, is, is three words. Have I ever. And if you allow yourself to capture the essence of it, you know, and you say, well, no, not on a, uh, I never stole a red car that was a, you know, red Mercedes. I never did that. Never stole a red Mercedes ever. No." And mine's a red Mercedes. Well, okay. But have you stolen some other stuff? You know, it, once you understand that that was a return to sender and...
1: Yeah. More, uh, and more of attraction. Yeah.
0: Yes. And, and as soon as you understand it, knowing that everything's connected, the ending of your karma is the changing of your mind. Yeah. And what do I mean by that? Brilliant. It is, it means simply... I'm not going to do this to anybody, anytime, anywhere, anymore for any reason Mm -hmm. because I know how it feels. Mm -hmm. It always feels like a grain of sand when I do it to somebody else and it feels like a mountain when it's coming at me that somebody else has done it.
1: Mm -hmm. Say that again. The end of your karma is the change of your mind. Is that what you said? Correct. The ending
0: of your karma is the the changing of your mind.
1: Now what I want to do is I want to go to the I want to go to the supermarket in the fourth dimension.
0: So in the fourth dimension, to, yeah. in the fourth dimension, you end up finding all the stuff that you need. And synchronistically, all kinds of other things happen in the grocery store. You, you end up having experiences that you end up affecting somebody's life dramatically in a positive way, or you get affected in a, in a positive way as well. So these these type of things become uh, very commonplace in the in the grocery store. You no longer want, but your intuition now is guiding you through the store. You know, instead of the instead of the brand you knew normally bought, you said no. You know what? This other brand is 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 working better for me. You know, I'm going to try something new over here. Yeah, you find that people will respond to you better too. Uh, and this is because of a result of in the fourth dimension love for self starts to emerge in the third dimension the search for love is outside of you it is uh, that's why romantic love is so popular in the third dimension it is because you want right you, you you're you wanting and in the fourth dimension you start to yeah, search for this love inside of you another tip for your your watchers is uh is i have a video on youtube and it's uh uh it's called the only lesson method one and it's about self-love and and there's that realization alone can help to propel you into that fourth dimension self-love is i never understood it but it's merely think of the person that you love non romantically and let yourself feel the feeling for them and then give it to you that feeling just as simple as that and it's not a thought it's a feeling so i know we don't have much time here but I, so i want to make sure that i explain how to uh, for everybody to utilize this uh, these things i've discovered so that they can actually do uh, their first miracle. In the fourth dimension, we actually have the ability to create miracles fairly quickly. And by quickly, I mean within minutes. So the way this works is all we need to do is be in a state where we're unattached to an outcome. Another way of putting this is it's unconditional. Unconditional means unattached to an outcome, and we see the person as perfect, right? Uh, I'm going to take physical pain. I'm going to start with physical pain because it's so obvious and it it works, and when you learn how to do this, you'll be able to apply it to many, many things. Uh, I don't know that we have time in this interview. I'll be happy to do another interview to I to it. Uh, explain it all.
1: Well, we're running out of time. What we might do is explain it when people jump on. But because what I'd like to explore is your near death experience because you you jumped out of a plane and died.
0: Yeah, I I uh, I, I did. But you know, um, I did jump out of a plane and I did nearly die. I, I spent about a month in the hospital and and. Uh, uh, kind of a series of uh, lemony schnickets um, a series of unfortunate events broke my spine and they but they put me all back together and I'm all right I did not just so you know I didn't have what they call a true NDE right. where, where people um, you know they go to the light and that sort of thing yeah but my book uh, the reason that I ended up speaking Uh, all of these chapters of the International Association for Near-Death Studies, Uh, some of the people there got my book. They had start telling people that my book is all the lessons from a near-death experience. So meaning you don't have to have a near-death experience in order to get all the new understandings and to have the experience of all the natural things that come out of it. So I think development, mm-hmm. your, your, um, uh, your knowing, uh, your understanding of, of life from a new perspective,
1: mm-hmm. these
0: sorts of things. Mm-hmm.
1: So but what um, I'm interested in, because when you're, when your body is broken, when you're in pain, the hardest thing to do is, you know, what you're going to teach us is to focus on not being in pain because the pain gets so much of our attention and we keep, perpetuating the problem by like oh i don't feel good oh i'm in pain oh this hurts oh i'm broken so we keep we keep creating the same reality over and over again as we're focusing on it and that's really what illness does because it feels so bad or grief or anger or rage or loss in any way because it feels so bad it gets all of our attention and our attention you know where attention goes energy flows so did you use this technique of seeing yourself healed, being unattached? Because when you're inside the pain, being unattached to the outcome is another challenging thing to do. I won't say it's impossible, but it's definitely challenging. Did you use yeah,
0: it, yeah. I, you know, to, to, to quite specifically, uh, my skydiving accident, I had absolutely no concept of any of this. I was all right. Very firmly entrenched in the third dimension, wow. I would be a poster child for the third dimension.
1: <laughs> we all.: laugh.
0: <laughs> Yeah, So I, uh, I didn't learn about this until even after the book was published, uh, the only lesson. Wow. But I have used it on myself. What I tell people is that it's easiest to start with someone else. Yeah. And you get you got kind of get your training wheels you know uh, on so you, so you can get into the zone And once you kind of understand how this works and to do it on somebody else and you do uh, do a lot of them, then you're like oh, it's so easy to do it to yourself. Having said that, in some of my seminars, people literally do it to themselves while I'm talking and they haven't, you know, they haven't even done it to anybody else and boom, they get it. So some, I'm not saying it's everybody can do it. I know for me, it took me a little bit longer to do it to myself. I had to practice on other people first.
1: Do you think that's the judgment that we're holding on ourselves that keeps us, you know, like, so if we're trying to visualize ourselves as different to what we see in the mirror or how we're feeling, do you think our judgment, about ourselves, our self-critical thoughts keeps us from visualizing a different aspect of ourselves a better a healthier
0: yes Mm -hmm. the the answer directly absolutely Mm -hmm. and i'll explain why when we go to do one of these healings whether it's on ourselves or someone else let's say that the person that Actually, I'll use some examples. Uh, one person, they had horrible neuropathy, had it for 35 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, was, he was a diabetic and you know, probably pushing over 300 pounds. What I did is I simply, uh, there's a circuit of energy in my body, and I put the tip of my tongue to the roof of my mouth. And that tip of my tongue to the roof of my mouth closed the circuit of energy in my body. I, you don't have to do that it's i'm going to call it a turbo booster. Basically, what you do is you merely see the person, uh, I did, perfect, and want nothing. Now, I did not even notice that he had neuropathy. I just saw him happy, I saw him dancing, he's having fun, he's laughing, he's moving around, he's great. And I didn't want as much as a thank you. I didn't want him to get better. I know that sounds weird, right? Mm-hmm. I did not want him to get better. And what I mean by that is I, there was no thought of wanting. I just saw it. And there was also no thought of there's a problem. I didn't even notice a problem. So if I simply do that... And I hold it. If you hold that for maybe three and a half minutes, check in with them, how's it going? Uh, let's say that if their pain was a 10, you hold it for three and a half minutes, maybe it goes down to a nine, and then you hold it for another three, three and a half minutes, you know, it drops way down to maybe a four, hold it for a few more minutes, it drops down to a zero. That's how it works, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to do it that way. There's another way to do it as well, and which we're going to do on this program uh, for the people that are joining, which is we can do it through water. So if you have a bottle of water, you merely you see this person in the bottle of water, just as or here, coffee, right? You don't need bottle of water. You can use coffee.
1: (laughs) This good coffee. (laughs)
0: well, pepping tea. <laughs> you just take their cup of coffee and you imagine this coffee is lit up like the sun. Mm-hmm. It's it is, it's so bright. And then they're in there and and they're just blissful and happy and perfect. And you did the same thing, tip of the tongue was the roof of the mouth. You just see them that way, not wanting anything. You're, there is no fear. There's no attachment to an outcome. The other thing I'd like to point out is many people, let's say that the person's got a tumor on the side of their neck.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you're, oh my God, it's a tumor. Mm-hmm. This is going to be hard. I'm going to have to really do this up. And they start, oh, you know, really focusing and they're tensing up and they're, they're like, I'm going to will this thing. Willing it, right, will make it not work. Yeah, right. Because that is wanting an effort. Yeah. So what you effort. so why have your audience just imagine for a minute? Is imagine a banana, and then imagine they're peeling a banana, and then they imagine they've got an orange now, and imagine they're peeling an orange. Now that it's that simple. If you feel. Anything more than the effort that you were using to imagine a banana and that you're peeling it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then you know it's probably not going to work. Okay, so all so you it... do is, it make, am I making sense?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it's deliberate creation one-on-one. But, you know, here's the thing, it's, it's kind of taking the asking out of the equation, you know, because most teachers of deliberate creation say ask, but we can't help but ask because when we're sick we're saying, oh, God, I want to feel better. And that's the asking, you know, that asking or that wanting is the first part of, and I'd say jumping out of a plane and, and breaking your body is another way of wanting. It's sort of like it's leading you in a in a direction of finding a solution, which is very third-dimensional. Mm-hmm. But manifestation in a fourth dimension goes beyond wanting or asking.
0: Correct. Yeah, Correct. but
1: the allowing aspect, and the allowing aspect is the detachment to an outcome. It's the, it's the elimination of the striving, of the effort, of the wanting. It's the go to the beach and have a good time. It's like let the universe orchestrate the details. And this is the part that most people who are entrenched in third 3D are having so much trouble with because when you want something, letting go of wanting it and letting go of, you know, that detachment part is the part that people have trouble with.
0: So, so there we go. Perfect. Thank you for that segue. What you can do on that is... Let go of the attachment to an outcome. And all you do is just see it without asking, without wanting. Just see how wonderful it is. And there is no feeling of wanting and no feeling of wanting after the fact. Just let it go. This is how I see it. Hold the vision. Keep the tip of the tongue to the roof of the mouth and hold it for several minutes. And that's all you do. So our ego, if if I feel, remember, remember when I talked about the ego is wanting, thwarted wanting, and indifference. Right? Mm-hmm. I want a new car. Ah, I'm driving this other car. I don't like it. That's mm-hmm. thwarted wanting. I should be in this new car. Right? Mm-hmm. Those are going to be your deal killer. Right? Because um, I'm no different than anybody else. Uh, as, a, you know, people have asked me, hey, I want to use it to win the lottery. When I learned this <laughs> and I did it to somebody else, I, I literally made their back pain, their back pain, the first one I did, back pain was an eight and boom, it went to a zero. And the person had had it for something like several years and I was like, wow, I'm going to get rich. <laughs> I'm rich. So, uh, you know, I was like, man, uh, there is some stuff that's going to be happening now, you know, and and it don't work. And the reason is because of wanting, right? You know, yes, I
1: want wanting, to, wanting, I want to so
0: win. There is your separation, right? So that's how it works.
1: I know we're we're right on eleven o'clock, and people are joining us. Hi, Sherry. Hello. I'm just going to. There's Mike. I'm just going to pause for a second. Okay, we're recording. Okay,
0: great. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for thank you for doing this. And I'm going to call this an experiment. I've never I've never actually done it over uh, uh, where I have this many people at one time, and uh, and going uh, to we're going to try and do this all at the same time. Uh, so we'll see we'll see how it goes. But uh, the first thing I'd like you to do is simply, at, number one, I don't want you to believe anything. And what I mean is, is that your discomfort is what it is. If if it hurts, and it's a, on a scale of one to ten, it's a ten, I don't want you to believe that just because, you know, oh, I'm going to believe this thing, and, and, and then it's going to go away. It is what it is. It hurts how it hurts, and just be, be honest that, you know, it, uh, it feels how it feels. So if it goes down, it goes down. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But it's no, this has nothing to do with your, you believing anything. Is that, am I, does that make sense? This has nothing to do with your belief. It's, uh, it's, it is what it is. So the very first thing I'm going to have you do is, if you have a piece of paper, uh, just, just uh, jot down, you know, scale of 1 to 10, this is what it is right now yeah uh, i feel it's it's uh it hurts this bad okay if you don't have a pad of paper just make a mental note this is how bad it is right it's a it's an 8 it's a 10 it's a 5 whatever that might be okay everybody's already they gauged their level of pain um karen you've got your you got your two youngies young ones there they put it on a scale of 1 to 10 for themselves as well i assume right Yep. Okay. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and then and then we'll uh, we'll take the next step. So bear with me. Bear with me a minute here. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, now what you're going to do is take two gulps of the water, and then go walk around.
1: I just unmuted everybody, so the noise is gone. So you've done it to us, but you're going to show us how to do it to ourselves. Correct. And to others.
0: Correct. All right. So uh, now go ahead and take two more gulps of water and go walk to the far side of your house or wherever. Walk around your car, I guess.
1: <laughs> what, why are you asking people to walk around? What's the... Um... It,
0: uh, it seems to uh, work a little bit better. It just um, gets into their system. For some reason, this is actually the fastest way. It, they, don't, they don't have to. They literally could sit there, but it would just take a little bit longer. Maybe instead of it only being five minutes, maybe it's going to take ten minutes or so.
1: Okay. Do you want to tell people...
0: Okay. Now, um... Okay, so we're going to we'll go around the table here. We'll start with Nick. What was your number when you started, and what's your number now? It'd be a four when I started, and it'd probably be going down to about a two to a one. Okay, thank you, Nick. Uh, Kelly, what number did you start at, and what at number are you at now?
1: It's a, it was five, and now it's a zero.
0: Okay, all right, and Mike? It was a five. Now it's a, now it's a two. Okay, Brad Thornton? Oh, well, hello. It was a seven, but now it's down to six, so it's reduced a little bit. Okay, good. Sherry?
1: Mine is a little bit different. I don't have pain. What I have is, I have Parkinson's, and so I have weakness and shakiness and everything that's associated with Parkinson's. So mine's a little bit more difficult. Um, my assessment of it was uh, uh, i've had a very bad day so today was about a nine so um still feeling uh, it's slightly improved but not not dramatically so
0: okay all right there there's some slight change uh, slight oh, change a, yes a slight right so we definitely, got, we definitely got to jenny i i couldn't see you but um are you there nope. okay and karen
1: what about these girls? Did you have some pain? And did you, do you want to be on camera? Doesn't want to be on camera. So what was the pain? Six, and what is it now? It's a four. What about you? Seven. Now it's a five.
0: Okay, good. Okay, so we're going to continue, we'll continue with this. Go ahead and take a few more. For anybody that's not a zero, if you're not a zero yet, take two more gulps and walk around. And I want you to do the same thing. You're going to walk, walk far and then come back and you're going to do it again. You're going to do this twice.
1: What I'd like to do, Bill, is to rather than doing the healing on them teach them how to do it on themselves that oh, was great, great. yeah'll be the intention of this group gathering was oh okay
0: I would I thought okay great well I'll do I'll, I'll be happy to do that we'll just let them uh, I'll let them all come back and then I'll teach them how to do this so I've already actually done it it's just a matter matter of drinking the water and, and giving it time what I'm gonna do now because I was having you walk around because it kind of speeds it up so um, as I'm speaking, go ahead and just continue to drink that water, okay? You don't have to walk around anymore, uh, and I'm just going to describe to you what I did and how to do it, okay? Is that, everybody okay with that? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, this, By the way, you don't have to walk around in order to get the benefit of this. That was, is just merely speeding it up a, a bit. So if you, you could just sit there and drink the water and, and it'll do the exact same thing, okay? So here's what I did. There's a circuit of energy in your body. To close the circuit, you take the tip of your tongue and put it to the roof of your mouth. Simple as that. And then what I do is I see you in your perfection. I don't want anything. I don't want to thank you. I don't want you to get better. And when I say want, there's the, the feeling of wanting, right? I, like, you're not better, and I want you. I'm going to will this to happen. There is no willing it to happen. I merely just see happy, blissful, and I'm unattached to an outcome. And that's it. I don't notice that you have a problem. I merely focus on, you're so happy, you're blissful, you're joyful. I don't put any effort into it. And what I mean by effort is the example I gave in the interview and I like to give is if you were to imagine a banana and then you were to imagine peeling a banana, you know how easy that is, right? You can imagine peeling a banana. That's pretty easy. There's no effort, right? It's just there's a banana, I peeled it. So there's not a efforting, right? So there's no effort. All I do is I just see you perfect. There's no effort. I'm not afraid of anything. Like right now, this is being recorded, right? It's going to be out on the internet and people are going to see this, you know, the risk, right? The risk of me sitting here, it's like, who's that guy? I think he is Jesus or something, you know, there's, you know, look at that fool. He had all these people up here and, and none of them got better. Right. Well, you know, there, obviously I could have a bunch of fear, right. About that. I've never done a whole group over the internet before, so it, it's a risk, but I had to let go of the fear of it not working, looking like a jerk for eternity on the internet. So, so, so I don't fear anything and I don't want anything. All I do is see you as perfect, happy, blissful, joyful, and hold that intention and see you that way because entering into the thing that is common between all of us, and that's love. And it's unconditional love, right? Unconditional just means unattached to an outcome. Now, how do I do this to myself is what everybody wants to know. And that's the exact same way as I did it to you. You merely let go of wanting and you you just keep the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth and see yourself in absolute perfection and you have to hold that now if I do it through water maybe i can do it i can hold that vision for maybe a a minute or two into the water if i have no water and i'm just holding it that vision of you and i just it's going to take me somewhere around seven minutes or so so the water seems to be a heck of a lot faster right and and for me to hold one vision for seven and a half minutes, uh, you know, and do one thing, right? Uh, that can be difficult for a lot of people. It's not impossible, but you know, you, you can train yourself and you can do it. I did it, you know, so it's no big deal. Typically, you know, you take a break. You check in every every once in a while. Right? Is uh, how, how's it going? Kind of like we did. You know, I checked in with you, uh, and to see you know how you were doing and m- m- say the pain go down. That's the way in which you can actually do this for yourself. What I recommend is to go out and try it out on other people first, and then you know that it works, and then you can do it on yourself. As I mentioned before, many people go out and do this immediately on themselves, and it works. For me, I had to go out and do it on other people first before, you know, where I got really, so I could narrow in and keep my mind in only seeing myself in bliss and perfect and not wanting anything better. Uh my knee hurt or something like that. And I don't even think about it. Don't there's nothing else except my perfection, right? Just like I do for other people. So you don't need water. You can do it through coffee. You can use ice cream. Some people might like an ice cream healing. You know, it doesn't matter. You can use an orange, you know, a mango. I love mangoes. You can use a mango. It doesn't matter. You can use anything, and you, don't, and you need nothing at all, right? You, I could just sit here and hold the vision, and it will happen. The other thing about this is I know that the group, we don't want to know want how to it. manifest. And this is possible uh, as well. It, it is uh, once you can keep from the wanting, the thwarted wanting, and see the vision and hold it, tip of the tongue, the roof of the mouth it'll happen. It's just the, it's the nature of who you are. There's nothing special about me. Uh, Everyone can do this once they know how. So I'll stop talking. Thank you. So Bill. Yes.
1: How long do you need to hold the vision if you're doing it on yourself? And as I said before, it's, it's harder to do it on yourself. Like if you're in pain, to not want an outcome. So the whole, the whole crux of this is to not be attached to an outcome. It's to not even want to get better. It's just to hold the vision with no attachment. But yeah. just seeing yourself as feeling out of pain or, or feeling healthy, let's say, it, seeing yourself yeah, as healthy it, and whole and healed, but without even wanting it, that, like just... That's right. Yeah, you don't... It you just happen. It's a hat... Let's call it a hat trick.
0: The hat, the hat trick is, I see bliss and perfection and and here's the critical right is not trying to make it better if you have an issue you're not even thinking about the issue you know like the the tumor on the neck example right you know it's like oh i'm gonna make it's a big tumor i'm gonna make it go away you know go here yes go go away you know it, it won't go away that's because i'm wanting it i want it to go away i think i can will it away and it's just not going to work so you're not even thinking about the pain anymore your only your your mind has one focus and that is i see this vision of me in bliss and it's kind of like visualizing that banana you know oh wow matter of fact there's a banana and but it's really happy you know it's oh it's so great simple as that does that make sense?
1: It does. It does. Let me just uh, change this view and unmute everybody. Unmute all. Has anyone got any questions? Not a question, but with the water, I could feel the like the difference in the vibration in the water. So I could feel the healing, like the energy that you put into the water uh, built.
0: Oh, great! Great. Thanks, Brad. You're welcome. So, Brad, how are how are you doing now that you had a few more minutes? Pretty good, yeah. Uh, you were at, I think, a seven or something when you started? And what are you at now? I don't know. I couldn't put a number on it, but it, 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 I feel a lot better. A lot better. Okay. Yeah, much, much different. Oh, okay. Good. Good. All right. And uh, kind of go around the table here. Um, Mike, where did you start at and where are you at now?
1: Started at, at five.
0: Yep. Yeah. Now one. Okay. Kelly? Yeah, I was a five and went down to a zero, so I still am a zero. Okay. And Nick? Four and a half. You're about a what? Oh, one. About a one. Okay. All right. One,
1: um, do you have to visually see them for it to work, or you can do it remote?
0: You can do it remote. Uh, I do it over the phone. You can... Uh, even with people you haven't met, you kind of hear their voice, you know. And oh, you're in, uh, uh, you're in this city. You're in Kuala Lumpur, okay. And it's you know Joe Blow in Kuala Lumpur, okay. I can hear your voice. All right, you can just dial into them, you know. Just them. imagine yeah. that that bliss in their water. That's all.
1: You need their permission
0: to do. You it. do not need their permission. Uh, um, you can. This is done as pure love, unconditional love, meaning there is no attachment. Once again, to that outcome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and and if you notice, you know, I, this was not a belief thing. You did Wasn't. I wasn't asking you to believe anything. And this is also very natural. Notice that. The miraculous just happened right you went from you, you went from a you know this level of pain to, to either that or nothing or whatever it is for you but it all just feels so very very natural there is uh it, it's just light and easy and natural it's not like a bunch of uh, fireworks going off or anything like that this is this is a hundred percent natural it's your god-given Natural ability so that you can, you can use yourself. And now you, you have the tools to do it.
1: So, Bill, Bill, you actually put your intention into the water in front of you. Is that what you're doing? The intention goes into the water? Yes. They drink the water.
0: Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And, it, and you just don't happen to have to concentrate for as long when you do it through the water. Water accounts that intention. For you.
1: But so does the water somehow amplify the energy?
0: No, it doesn't amplify it. It just merely holds it
1: holds it. It just yeah. holds the intention it holds the focus. Just yeah. Doesn't...
0: Well it holds what it does is it it, 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 it holds how you've programmed it. You, know, you you set this is this is how this is programmed and it remembers and and then you drink it and it does its job.
1: So it's just taking your focus off what is, which is I'm in pain, and putting it on a reality that you want. And when you put your focus on a reality that you want, like seeing you healed or in your bliss or in your happiness or in your joy, and you have no attachment, bring that reality into reality, Manifestation 101. It's like bringing a new reality into the now. Is that right?
0: Yes, yes, yes. It is uh, you, you're creating a new reality.
1: Which we do all the time. Usually when we want something that we don't really care about if we have, we just go, wouldn't it be nice to have an ice cream? You kind of visualize yourself having an ice cream and then come on, someone comes to your house unexpected and says, oh, I just thought I'd pop in, I bought some ice cream. <laughs>
0: Yes, I it, it uh, that's how it works. You know, I talked about some of the masters that I uh, met and run into, and one of them uh, is a woman. Uh, she's pushing. I guess. I guess she's got to be pushing eighty years old now. This is only two weeks ago, but it's it's a daily occurrence. You know, when you know somebody who's running, they're in the fourth dimension, or fifth dimension. These things are just become commonplace. It was very funny because I remember her telling me, oh, yeah, my chair broke. My, I had some chairs uh, broke. And, you know, what I really like is a, is a maroon chair. I like maroon chairs. And uh, she was like, she kind of saw herself, you know, decorating with maroon chairs. And within two hours, she got a phone call. This is just, you know, like I said, two weeks ago. Two hours, she gets a phone call. Oh, hi, hi! Listen, you know we're uh, we're we're getting rid of these. We've got some new furniture coming in. Would you like some maroon chairs? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it, you know, not a not a desk, not a new car, not a pair of salt shakers, not a new dress. You know, mar- not blue chairs, maroon chairs. Yep. You know, just craziness so uh anyway it's uh it is real and you just experienced it today with your physical bodies i like to do it first with the physical body because it's undeniable that darn thing hurt now it doesn't hurt you know or it hurts a lot less you're capable of doing this with emotional issues it also can be used for manifesting as well you can alter your reality through jumping dimensions mm-hmm. from the third to the fourth dimension and beyond to the 5th mm-hmm which we didn't get to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about that next time.
1: We'll talk about that next time. It is literally shifting. It's shifting dimensions because, as you said, the third dimension is all about wanting. I want this to get better. I want, I want, I want. And the fifth, the fourth dimension is all about detachment, really. It's all about a knowing. You are the creator of your reality and whatever you put your focus on becomes your reality. And so you alleviate the the striving, the constant craving, the wanting by coming into that detachment, that detachment from an outcome. Wanting something and letting it go because it's not important if you receive that outcome. It's just wouldn't it be nice if, oh, that is, it feels good to think about. Oh, I'm going to think about this because it feels so good to think about that. And when you think about yourself and your bliss, maybe you could visualise yourself swimming in beautiful, blissful ocean or doing something that is blissful just enjoying yourself having a good time laughing with a friend when you're indulging in your bliss without a wanting that is the power of manifestation is letting go of the attachment to an outcome yes yes it is
0: (laughs) how much time do we have more time or we are uh how are we doing on time
1: I was going to end it there. Does anybody else? Let me just unmute everybody. So I'm muting people because I'm trying to get rid of um, the background noise on some people. Does anyone else have any more questions for Bill, or are you going to go? You're going, Nick? No, no, no. I just want to thank Bill.
0: Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Nick. Thank you for thank you for participating. Thank you.
1: And we have got Andy down there. Hi, Andy. I know you've got your camera off. And James- oh, you're just in the car driving along. <laughs> I'm, actually, i missed it. To tell you the truth. It'll be recorded. I'll pop it online. But Andy's working as a healer, and it'll be online. And we'll invite we'll invite Bill back into the inner sanctum, so we can spend a whole couple of hours with Bill. Oh, Our beautiful. and picking your brain, Bill. Picking your brain. Oh,
0: great. Well, I, uh, next time, uh, what we'll deal with is bending time. Bending so you can, time. You we'll won't be late for one of your appointments again. So, uh, once you understand the dimensions, levels of consciousness, uh, you'll actually be able to manipulate time, which I know sounds crazy, and I wouldn't have believed it unless I actually did it and then taught it, and uh, you can actually do this. It's super simple. So, uh, and I'll leave that with it as a teaser for you for next time, but uh, I look forward to Forward to sharing how to do that with you, and and hearing the stories after you do it—that's the fun part.
1: Was it you, Brad, that said you had some ET friends that said that they wrap the light around them? They bend, they bend light around them. Was that you? That yeah, yeah. Um, one of the experiences that I had—they told me a whole bunch of information, but one of the things that they told me, or two of the things that they told me was they bend the light around the craft to make it invisible. And they also bend the light around themselves to make themselves invisible so they can interact like they can be around people and they wouldn't, people wouldn't see them. Yeah. Doing these miraculous things is really buying into a knowing that it's possible and not a a, a wanting, a craving, or I really, is that possible? It, it's like, and that's what this whole healing was about. It's coming into this knowing and being outside of the questioning, the questioning mind and being in the knowing. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, Bill?
0: Yes. Yes. It's uh, uh, getting outside of our ego, wanting, thwarted wanting and indifference and uh, being a state where you're unattached to the outcome and just seeing uh, this reality, whatever that that is that you want to see.
1: All righty. Well, I think we might end it there. I've just unmuted everybody again, so we've got to of okay. on the line again. Thanks, everyone, Great. for joining in.
0: Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Thank, thank you, thank you, you all so much. for. for thank yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Hi, everybody. Thank you. Is this healing session here that we did and this sort of thing, is this going to be uh, publicly available or is this only yeah. for the It's all people?
1: recorded.
0: Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Hopefully it's laughs> <our
0: daughter>. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that though. i was like oh boy <laughs> okay there you go everybody <laughs> it's real it's real
1: we so, lost okay. sherry though but she can watch it later <laughs> okay. thank you all right okay. Bye. Thank but thanks thank everyone you. for joining us Thanks, Aaron. Thank thanks you for uh, thank you thank you thank you again bill for all that you do and where can people find your events what's your website oh uh uh,
0: thank you bill there's a lot of posting that i do on the only lesson on facebook and my email address is the only lesson at yahoo.com and those are those are probably the best ways to, to check out stuff and, and different interviews and content and what have you.
1: And you also do, is it monthly uh, sessions online or, or you do them in person, don't you?
0: Yeah, most of the seminars are in person. I am uh, organizing uh, webinars, you know, so so people can go through kind of a training on Here's the different dimensions. Here's how you move in bet- in between them. Obviously, you learn how to efficiently do it. it the um, what I focused on in the in the seminars is how to move you up in a permanent basis into the fourth and fifth dimensions. So, what does it take to do that? And that, uh, you know, part of that is kind of taking out the garbage, right? The garbage of my life and the old feelings and uh, stuff and processes and stuff
1: absolutely so you
0: can be permanently there in a state of co co-creating
1: yeah absolutely thanks again for being on the show blessings all
0: right you. thank you so much for having me that was wonderful
1: bye for now And remember, if you want to be a part of our little tribe in the inner sanctum, please join us, Karen Swain-Inner Sanctum online. It's not expensive, it's like about 17 US a month, 22 Australian a month, and you get to meet some of my guests. And we have monthly webinars online talking about healing and ascension and bending light and bending time. And when I do some deliberate creation teachings, you can ask me questions about the universe, speak to my guides, the mob, I call them. And what we do also is uh, sometimes at the end of an interview, I'll invite people on just to meet our guests and say hi and uh, have a chat and and ask them questions. Sometimes we do monthly healings or monthly manifestations. We have a whole lot of fun in the In the Sanctum. So do join us. Thanks again for listening. And remember, if you want a private reading from me, I'm also available to help you find yourself and awaken you to your true potential. Thanks again for joining me. See you soon. Bye for now.